You are now listening to Feeding Off Each Other. Welcome to Feeding Off Each Other, a weekly podcast where we feed off the talent, humor, knowledge, and awesome stories of our guests and each other. I'm Matt Dennison, joined as always by the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. David, Davey Wiggins. Give no fucks, mm-hmm. Wiggins. I give too many fucks. And to his left, to his right, your left, my right, mm-hmm. Mr. Jason, PC Culture, Lucas. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? Who was that? Who was that? Yeah, I'm just wondering, because no one hit that button. I didn't oh, hear that button. I want oh, that one. didn't they? You didn't see Jason. He's got his own sample. Oh, you got your own uh, special button. He, he got the good stuff on there. Oh, hell yeah. I didn't do fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> we got some changes in the podcast. We set up new lighting. We have a big star in the room today. Oh, wow. We went crazy. Careful, that weighs 300 pounds. If it falls on you, you're toast. <sighs> now nah, there's a safety chain. You'll be fine. What? Good. <laughs> I like, this feels like a trap. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of a trap. Why is the light facing backwards? But actually, no. Nah, let's just not focus on that. The ADHD activated. <laughs> <laughs> or bouncing off the white, the wall there. And, oh, you know, yeah. gotcha. Man, this is a real cool setup you guys got going on here. And we have a special camera on you today. We normally have these crappy security cameras, that, but we're trying to work. We're trying to fix it. Yeah. See the security cameras? That's what we record our podcast with. Yeah. It's crappy. Oh, my God. But you deserve <laughs> the nicer <laughs> camera today. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a big day, and we have a big guest to introduce. Why don't you introduce our guest, Mr. Jason P.C. Lucas? Uh, well, I would, but Dave wrote it, so oh. he's supposed to introduce it. Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah. All right. Um, you don't have to. Oh, you're going to read all of this. What are you doing? We're reading your Wikipedia. <laughs> no, no. Hey. We do, we do we do guest <laughs> no no we do guest intros for everybody okay okay, yeah, yeah, okay. just just i'll just sit here so and just pretend, receive it just pretend cringe. like you're pretend like you're not here yet Embrace okay the okay today's guest is a stand-up comedian hailing from the beautiful and bustling metropolis known as fort mcmurray alberta say mm. it with some passion dave come on passion in recent years he has taken <laughs> no, no 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 come on turn it up in recent years, he has taken the louder. Canadian comedy scene by storm, <laughs> competing in such talent competitions as Sirius XM Top Comic, the new wave of stand-up, and was assembly finalist in Canada's Got Talent. He now makes Vancouver home and can be seen performing all around town. Ladies and gentlemen, fasten your funny bone. It's Ola Dada. Yeah. I fastened it. Woo! It's fastened. That's me. <laughs> Sorry, man. I wanted to hit the crickets for it a second. <laughs> no. We had to hit you with the intro. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Fort McMurray. I yes. just had to Google that place. I didn't know where the hell that was. That's you fine. don't know about it? Fort Mac? Yeah, man. Is that the place that burned down? Yes. That's oh. the place on fire. The fire put us on the map, which <laughs> weirdly took us off the map. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that works. Yeah. Dang. So what brought you there? You were 10 years old when you moved from yeah. Nigeria to um, Fort McMurray. Yeah, my dad got a job and then didn't know what the job location looked like. Mm-hmm. The money was too good to be true. We said yes. We showed up. We're like, all right, this is not what we planned for. <laughs> is your dad a, a yes man like yourself? Yeah, my dad's an action man. You know, like I call him action man because my dad, if you run him a plan, he's like, sure, let's do it. And then just figure it out later. I think I kind of got it from my dad. My mom's kind of like, so what's the logistic of this plan? My dad starts a bunch of businesses. And thank goodness they work out. <laughs> but he kind of like just figures this out as it goes along. Which is kind of why I kind of started stand-up. It was one of those things where I, I wasn't like, oh, I need to be a stand-up comedian one day. I just kind of said yes. And then it just poof, happened. What was that job that uh, your dad couldn't say no to? 
Oh yeah, um, Suncor, Suncor Energy, the oil company. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. People in BC don't know anything about oil. Suncor, what? Suncor, 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 Suncor. Yeah, Suncor. yeah I don't know shit. Yeah, people don't like the oil companies out in this place. So I just kind of don't tell them. Like the 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 worst part about living here is people are like oil companies, Illuminati. That's <laughs> that's the hierarchy of people. It's hatred towards those. Do we hate oil companies or are we just indifferent? Indifferent, yeah. I've had some pretty strong opinions about it. You know, I guess that's a whole thing. The pipelines. I was gonna say yeah. Yeah, pipelines. I mean, not as much now, but I feel like definitely around like. 2015, and when that pipeline was being protested the most, I kind of just kept that on the wraps. And nobody needed to know where I was at. <laughs> <laughs> I do like driving my car, though. Is that all thanks to oil? Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Oil is in everything, really. It's in that trash can, to be honest. What? In the trash can? Yeah, yeah, plastic. Trash. All in things plastic. are plastic. Right? No, we Pretty just much. throw out a lot of oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't expose us. <laughs> and like Lego. Lego must be made of oil. Lego. Mm-hmm. Shoes, plastic. This isn't everything, really. Those are the best things. (laughs) Always in everything. Everything you think of the oil somehow involved in it or the machine to make it. It's true. We need oil. We do. (laughs) This is pro-oil in here. (laughs) So wait, how long did you live in, do you call it uh, like the Big Mac the Big Mac, no, the no, one's, no one's called it the Big Mac ever. Okay. But I, I prefer, I'll I like the Big Mac. <laughs> Fort Mac, they call it Fort. People in the general area call it Fort Mac. I don't know why, that doesn't sound any cooler. Um, I lived there for, from 2006 to 2013. I don't know, you do the math, I'm not sure that. Seven years. Seven, Seven years? years? Okay. And then I lived in Nigeria prior to that. What, when were those fires? That was when you lived there. Yeah, no, no, why should we have fires every year? No. But just, that one was 2014 15 oh. that one was like super bad because like it was so bad where like it was it was so regular that most people didn't leave and they were trying to tell people hey listen this one's pretty bad you should go and then i was like no no it's fine it dies down i'm like some people must get died in their homes because of the damn fires damn yeah and then like every there was high congestion some people were running out of gas my mom was calling me. My dad was trying to steal the TV. Well, not steal the TV. <laughs> Wait, what? It's, it's his TV. He was trying to take a TV and put it in the back of the truck for some reason. Told my mom to go on. I got to take the TV. He just got a new TV. And I don't know why. He says, like, I don't want it to burn down. And then he grabbed the TV, tried to grab the TV by himself and put it in the back of the, the damn truck and told my mom to take the other vehicle. My mom was like, what the hell? Then <laughs> my mom had to call me to convince my dad to get into the same car as her. Damn, the TV was the prized possession. Sometimes I think about it. If you there know was what? like a fire at home, what would I take first? It hurt my feelings because my dad was like, save yourself. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> save yourself. <laughs> I grabbed the TV. <laughs> 20 inch. Oh, my God. Black and white. Oh, Lord. He, it was his prized possession. There was like, okay, there's a history thing behind the TV, though. Because he had like a, another buddy that they like, they have like this secret TV competition. Been going on for years. Well, like he would get a TV and then we'll go over to his family friend house. He's like, and then the thing is, he would show up my dad about the perks about the TV. And then my dad later would up him and get another TV. It's like a little, I never even realized the backstory till now, actually. So they were been going back and forth for a couple of years. So my dad just did this new Samsung 70 inch, huge as fuck kind of thing. So there was a lot of pride behind that TV. It wasn't just the TV. Damn, my dad was kind of uh, obsessed with TVs, too. We went through so many TVs. Boxing Day, it was Yo. like, he had pages of notes, what TV to get. He was like, you know, like he had uh, notes on the chalkboard. Now you're talking. Have you ever noticed that women don't care about the TV at all? They don't care. Like, what about women, Dave? Women. 
Yeah. Dude. Like every time I've been <laughs> at a girl's place, I go in and they have like the shittiest TV and their like laptop is like plugged into it, but it's like the oldest laptop and they have like the jankiest system how yeah. they watch things. Don't say that about your mom. Come on. I think, they, I think it's because they have great eyes, to be honest. I think <laughs> men tend to have worse <laughs> eyes because we stare at TV too long. So we need that, better and better quality. <laughs> is that a stereotype? I don't even know where we're going with this. I was just trying to save you. Yeah. <laughs> really spun it around. No, no. It's, it's, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're doing PR for you. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's 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 like a it's almost a positive stereotype because they also have like books that they read. Like they have other priorities. <laughs> oh shit! You know, Shitty like what TV. the kitchen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dave, go Is on. that where you're going? Keep, keep digging. It's kind of my dream to have a TV okay. in the kitchen, <laughs> like above the uh, above the stove. And uh, just a side note for everyone listening, I, it's rhetorical. I was, you know, saying he was saying that. <laughs> just, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Sorry, wrong oh, side. Yeah, I was supposed to be left. That worked. It worked. So, so guys, uh, your house is burning. Yeah. What's what are you taking first? Ooh, have you ever question. thought about this? I I, I I have a box of like all my kind of like uh, memories and photos mm. and accomplishments, kind of thing. But like, who cares? Kind of. Yeah. Like, let it burn. Like. I don't mm. like if I, maybe it'd be my hard drives for all the footage. Cause that's like, my yeah, work. yeah, yeah. But now it's here. It's not at work. So I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I mean, it's not at home. I don't know. I think I would take a bike <laughs> and the dog. Well, dogs live inanimate objects. Dude, a bike would be so hard to like move with in yeah, yeah, panic. Definitely. Like, you ever try to take your bike out of your fucking front ho- front of the house? Like, yeah, your, man. your door frame? Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, even when I'm not in a hurry, it's, like, a problem. There's, like, so many chips on my wood frame and, like, the <laughs> walls going into... Yeah, it's bad. I feel Unless you have a garage, then you just like... But even, like, that garage door to get into the, the big garage is... I don't know. Doors and door frames don't work for some reason. Sorry, bikes and door frames don't work. No, they're not meant... It's like square peg, round hole situation. <laughs> so big yeah. surprise. Jason takes the bike. Yeah, I'm taking Dave, the bike. Dave, what mm-hmm. are you taking? The, I don't, not, there's nothing that I really you, need. You just let it all burn? Yeah, I don't know. I take like a laptop, that's, I guess. That's a free man. Damn, that, yeah. That, you, <laughs> that's you take the laptop. Uh, uh, man. This guy's <laughs> like, I'm going to live off the land. I cool do guys have, don't look at explosions. I do have like an, uh, I made like an earthquake bag a couple of years ago. Of course you got one. Already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any man that says I'm just going to leave is already ready. Yeah. If, if the fire burns down your house, you're taking the earthquake bag just in case, right? And there's yeah, earthquake wait. moments later. I don't know. Why earthquake? Not even think about it. That's a different situation. Why what? Like it's a fire, but then why is it an earthquake? Bag? I don't know. Maybe and maybe there's stuff in there that would be helpful. Wow. Maybe take a raft in case a tsunami comes and we got to you know, I got like, to safety. I got like, you know, food bars in there. I got cash in there. I got clothes. You got cash? Yeah. You're not going to be able to buy anything in the new world. If there's an earthquake, yeah. If there's an earthquake, everything's going to explode and be in the ground and underwater. What kind of earthquake are you talking about? (laughs) The big one. It's like a whole earth is shaking. (laughs) I remember just like the in school, I think we've talked about this, like part of growing up in Richmond because it's... uh, Oh, don't you say that. I live in Richmond. Oh, Uh -oh. you're a Richmond boy. We grew up. I I live there now. Okay. Well, I don't know if you know. Uh, it's underwater already. <laughs> what? It's, it's yeah. below sea level. I can tell you this. I'm not in water. <laughs> There's a dike around Richmond that keeps yeah. the water out. What's her name? No, no. Oh, not geez. that guy's dike. It's a wall. Higher than... Yeah, it's about seven feet tall. Um, <laughs> if it starts shaking, if you shake Richmond, the water will come up through the ground through a process called liquefaction and oh, it will shit. sink. So it's like a reverse cup. It, 
Uh, yes, indeed. You know, it's like usually water's inside the cup, but now the cup is on the inside and the water's on the outside. Exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I didn't know I lived in a cup. You do? You live in a cup? Mm-hmm. I live in a damn cup. <laughs> <laughs> you sound insane. Um, but yeah. So anyway, not not to instill any fear in you. Not to you know, when you go fear. home and I'll just can't get a sleep. raft. I get a raft when okay, I get home. Good. I get an earthquake bag to get me ready. <laughs> the bag won't help you. The when we were growing up, part of the learning process of elementary school, how to deal with emergencies. They were showing us all these videos of like other cities that had had this happen and so like the fear of liquefaction was burned into our brains growing up yeah i had nightmares because about of, that shit yeah same mm-hmm. so like liquefaction is when the earth starts to shake and then water just seeps in it, it seeps turns the the foundation into just like soup so everything just kind of topples over and nothing's the same ever again everything's just like Ooh. yeah Oh my gosh! Yeah, but we also they would do the uh, the earthquake drills, and you'd have to jump under the desks, mm-hmm. and there would be like a a siren or something going, like an alarm, and then you're just waiting, counting to sixty as an entire classroom counting to sixty, all grabbing the legs of your table. Pretty freaking scary. But there's probably scarier drills, like in Europe, like war. The kids in the states they do uh, school shooting. That's drills. Enemies spotted. And then they're like the teacher. The teacher practices like locking the door, and they practice like there's yeah, it's fucked up. I've never understood why hiding underneath a table is considered safe for an yeah. earthquake. Because isn't it ground splitting open? Like, <laughs> no. like, it, I, like it's not the earthquakes. Are you talking it's not about the rapture? No, like doesn't earthquake? Okay, I've never seen an earthquake in action. It's so. under. It's under the ground. It's just shaking, and so it's the the, the plates are, oh, are shifting so on top of each other. So the ground doesn't go, uh, and it eats you. No, I can't. I mean, that happened like, in Japan, this right? I've seen those, man, because I see big ass cracks in the ground. Yeah, but damn, if you're in your classroom, that happens. That you're really unlucky. You deserve to die. At that yeah, point. so you did something to God. So then you flip the <laughs> table upside down and you ride it down the. See, that makes sense. Hole. Yeah, you flip the table over, get a fucking helmet. That mm-hmm. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, they should hand out helmets. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do the table thing. And well, Dave's it, bag. If you're at home, you're supposed to go to a doorway mm-hmm. because it's like the strongest area of your. Not Ouch, mine. Mine are all yeah, chipped up. Yeah, lie down bikes. face down on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I made that up. <laughs> uh, do not take this advice. <laughs> do not. I always had this thing where, like, because I've always lived in high rises and I still do right now. Like, if I was, they say the buildings are earthquake earthquake proof for some reason. Mm-hmm. They sway. They sw- they just jelly worm. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. <laughs> um, I always thought, like, worst case scenario, I'd take my mattress and just jump out the window with my, my mattress. Damn. I don't know if it's going to work, but. I mean, it's. Yeah, yeah man. when you have no options, what? that's a good yeah, one. Nothing else. That's hopefully it's a big window. <clears throat> yeah. What floor are you on? Um, well, I, especially when I was in 25th, I thought about Ooh. it a lot. 25th floor, I don't think I'm going to survive that. No, no. but <laughs> at least I could take a nap on the way down. <laughs> now I'm on on 12, so I might I might be able to survive that. Maybe. Yeah. Damn, I don't know. I wouldn't do that drill. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. This is if I had to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lived on like a 10th floor and there was a tree right outside my window and I always thought about jumping to the tree and then kind of shimmying down. And if you film it, you can make like a jackass style segment, monetize it too. Have you seen those videos of guys? It's like kind of like a new version of parkour, but they like jump onto poles and slide down them and stuff. Strippers? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And there's just cash flying in the air. Yeah, I've seen that. That Wait, wait, wait. So like this, oh wait, is it in India or something? It's like a Uh, sport. No. No, I saw something else. Uh, the ones I've seen are more um, America looking. Are they like 
guys without shirts on. <laughs> I don't know. They dance in lots of oil. Yeah. <laughs> I, think that was, I think that was Magic Mike XXL. Yeah. Channing Tatum was there. <laughs> I'm a man. You know, it's actually pretty impressive considering how much oil they have on their body. How do they climb those poles? That's true. Like, have you ever tried to open a jar with something? I just put lotion on my hand. I can't. I can't open up a jar, let alone climb a pole with oil on my fingers. Oh, good for you guys. Are they? Is there a lot of pole dancing in the male strip world, though? I feel I like know. it's I more like assumed there was oil grinding involved. on the ground and stuff. Yeah, I look like a sexy worm. Yeah, well, most worms are. I don't have much experience. Oh, oh, oh Mr. Tough oh, Guy over yeah, here. No over here. But those Chippendale advertisements in Las Vegas, they're very oh. intriguing. Very popular show. That's what she said. Kind of a similar thing, isn't it? It might be more fun because there's more women at the show. Mm-hmm. You know? Genius. Yeah, but I don't know if they're there for you at all. I'm you know, sure they're preoccupied. They get all, they get all, riled, get, they get all riled up and they That's have such to a funny... make a bad decision. <laughs> We gotta bring someone in the in the job. On we the could podcast. be that mistake. Yeah, man. That's I right, just bro. that's such a funny approach to bring a homie. I'm like, yo, there's gonna be a lot of chicks there, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's I like going. I, it's like going to a gay club. You know, and then, and then all the girls are disarmed. Wrong. I don't know, man. I feel like I'm sad. Where really are you getting all your information none from? None of these are. None of these <laughs> are things. Like, when those women finally leave the kitchen and head to those gay clubs, <laughs> I'm gonna nab them. Yeah. Well, you, oh, what you whoa. do is you take them out on a boat alone. Howdy, <laughs> dude, each other, nation. You love the show. You love the pod. You love the boys. Well, why don't you support us by purchasing some of our merch on MahaloMyDude.com? That's right, Matthew. We've got the finest selection of T-shirts, stickers, and hats you've ever seen plus we even have feeding off each other sticker packs so that you can proudly show off your love for the show on a mug laptop your dog your mom whatever and as a special gift to you our beloved chothers we're offering 10 percent off your next order with the code feeding that's right head to mahalomydude.com and use code feeding for 10 percent off your next order and now back, back to, to the, the pod, pod. Canada's got talent. That's pretty cool. That was, must have been a pretty sweet experience for you. Semi-finalist, too. Congrats yes. on that. Yes. Thank you, man. It was pretty cool, man. Um, I can't lie to you. It was uh, an amazing experience. It was, uh, it was like really stressful, to be honest, because I had to do a tight three-minute set. It was so, so tight. You know, like, well, honestly, like, it was super stressful because, again, with stand-up, okay, it's just stand-up. And I had to, like, follow a 40-team <laughs> dance group yeah. with flames flowing up. They had everything. I'm like, man, I didn't even know you can get flames. <laughs> I was like, I should have. I fucking should have done something extra because there has to be what I want. I'm like, Ola on the back. <laughs> and like, as big as possible. They're like, is that it? I'm like, I mean, that's all I thought I would need. Yeah, yeah. It seems like the odds are kind of stacked against you oh, sometimes because so, everybody's so. doing crazy stuff that's very like unique. But oh, so we're going to watch a clip of you here. Oh, God. If you don't mind. Oh, yeah, of course. Let's just toss it on. <laughs> this year has been really tough on all of us, yo. So this I try to do my best to make myself really happy weird. and everyone around me. This is why I wear T-shirts this bright. Do you know how hard it is to be sad looking in the mirror wearing a T-shirt this bright? 
How many right? times you watch this? I me like, oh my God, I've actually ray of never sunshine. watched it. <laughs> For real? <laughs> yeah. um, I watched the, I had like a viewing party for it, but I was kind of like moving around. Oh, nice. I find it really hard to like watch my stuff. For sure. So let's do it for three full uh, minutes. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like for a lot of comics, <laughs> they don't enjoy doing this part. It'd be pretty crazy to be like, yeah, it's me. <laughs> Just like I go home, yeah, let's watch me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's what we say about the podcast, too. Like, we don't know whether we should watch it back or not because, you know, you got to break it down, but then you don't want to watch it. It's hard. You, you got to watch it for, like, you know, better purposes. But this was, like, the final product. So it's weird because I tend to not watch the final product of things. But, like, leading up to it, I'll listen to my audio, of course. I'll watch mm -hmm. video, I guess, game tape to make sure I'm ready for this moment. So by the time I put that out, sometimes I like to just, like, not go back to it because then I start to, like, piece apart. Like, oh, okay, because I want to be able to enjoy that experience. I'm like, okay, that was dope. That was amazing. And when I started watching this stuff, sometimes I'm like, oh, I messed up here. I forgot that. Mm. But then no one really notices that, but obviously, except for me. Right. But uh, they just cut to your family? Yeah, they cut to my family. They flew my family in. I didn't know they were going to be there. Oh, nice. I, they, they surprised the hell out of me. And I think they wanted like some like sad cry yeah. moment. But like, I'm like, I'm a very inside ish person. So if I get shocked, like, you're not going to know. But I, in my inside, it's just, like, I walked into a room, and I was just like, and that's all I gave them. They, were, they thought I was going to, like, <laughs> fall and break down. And they're like, okay, maybe this is not the emotional connection we want. <laughs> Quick, get that earthquake in here. Are those uh, plane tickets refundable? Or? <laughs> this guy didn't cry. We wanted him to cry. Uh, but, yeah, this was honestly amazing, man. Um, there, was, there were so many cool people in the back. There were, there were like, some people who had, like, a dog circus or whatever. I don't even know what it is, but these dogs were the most trained, polite dogs I've ever seen in my life. Polite they just, dogs. yeah, they were cool as hell. They wouldn't even make it. Shake your hand. <laughs> they shake your hand. They do like walk on their <laughs> paws, and they do a whole bunch of tricks. And then I'm like, I'm give it up for all the data. I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> how do you like? You said you had a tight three. Yeah. How do you design that tight three? Like, are you trying to hit the judges? Are you trying to hit the audience? A mixture of both? Um, I'm trying to hit everybody, to be honest. You know, game of stand-up comedy is to make sure every, as, many as, as many as possible laugh in the room. But um, I guess, like, at least with the audition, at least I had the, uh, I guess, a little bit of extra time to get to speak to the judges. So I had a little bit of, you know, jabs and opportunity to make them laugh before I actually technically started my set. The semifinals was a bit different because I didn't have that. So I basically had to just come out backstage gunswinging because the audition, they got to ask me questions. So at least they get to see my personality. That made it a little bit easier. And that was like more like six minutes. But then to come out straight from the back, which is hot mic, let's go, you know, like, and that was a bit more tough to, to maneuver. Can you even see the audience up there? Like, Nah, man. Yeah, you have no so, idea what's like happening. Like, that stage was so big. Like, the the first time I walked out I, and I put my hand up and I was like, geez, I am still walking. Because there was like a, there was a dot you had to get to. Mm. There was a spot, that like, there was a perfect spot to center. And I was like, I remember that first walk and I'm just, geez, this is the longest walk. And I'm like, because I usually would just do one wave, but I've never had to do like... <laughs> never had to do more than like two what, what do I do with my arms <laughs> what do I do with my arms and I think my legs and my shoes I just got too so like they were so grippy on that floor and I was terrified like during like sound check I, I like squeaked a little bit because I didn't raise my feet high enough and 
like it almost took me out. I'm just like in the back of my mind. I'm like, raise your legs, raise your fucking legs, because <laughs> it was so grippy on the floor. There was so many things I was running through my head before I got to that dot. I'm like, jeez, man. And when you get to that dot, are you are the judges directly in front of you? Um, they're like you know, I say like 15 feet away. It looks a lot closer, but there was like a huge gap in between there. So like, I, this is like the first time in stand up comedy where like people were so far but there was just so many of them it was it was a weird experience it was like it was almost like a it was like a new way of doing stand-up really because usually with stand-up comedy it's always like close tight and ready to go from you know different clubs and theaters i've been in it's very like right there you can feed off the energy the heat is there feed off yeah (laughs) feeding off each other (laughs) but uh this was just i was almost like on an island of my own so, like, definitely made it a, a bit more, like, tense. But, man, that green room, whoo, the, the energy back there was so tense. Oh, really? So, so tense. People just pacing back and forth. Squeaking like, shoes. Squeaking dogs, shoes. Dogs, dog, dogs were actually the most, like, you know, put together thing in the room, to be honest. <laughs> they have no idea what's happening. They have no idea. Just chilling, you know, dog just barking and uh, people stretching, magicians doing or whatever in the back. Um, I'll never forget the when I first arrived at the competition, and this guy, this random magician guy, came, sat beside me. He's like, "Hey, you know, it's like you almost like felt like this kind of jail scene. You know, when you first arrive in the prison, you have seen the movies, mm-hmm. and they have this guy come up trying to give you advice, that kind of situation." I pulled up. I don't know how he knew it was my first time, and he's like, "Hey, man, just just to let you know, if you want to, you should probably take pictures, just you know, because you never know if you're gonna be come here and just be able to remember the moment." And I'm like, "Yeah, that makes sense. I should take some pictures." Right, I didn't even get started on taking pictures yet. Seconds in, like one of the directors comes out and is like, "Hey, please refrain from taking any photos." <laughs> he was trying to sabotage. Yes, dude. I'm, and I looked. I, he was sitting right beside me, and I looked him dead in the eyes, and he was like, "Well, obviously, I meant not to get caught." I'm like, "What? You should have led with that." <laughs> he releases like a smoke thing and disappears. <laughs> and after the whole competition, after that, he started being like my buddy, buddy. I'm like, "Please, buddy. Like, we're not doing this. You just." You just flat out lied to me. <laughs> you just met me. I don't even know who you are. You never will. <laughs> mysterious. Oh, God. I don't even want to get into it, but the guy was really weird. Was it, though, helpful that you're not all comedians, so you're not, you're, like, indirectly competing because you're doing such different things? I think it would have been better if we are all comedians. Yeah? I think, I, I don't know. For me, especially performance-wise, if we were all comedians, then it would have been, like, an ed- this energy would have fit. Because... Mm-hmm. Man, I went up after a forty dance crew. Yeah, and and this How is for the audition. That? I'm honestly, I'm glad I made it through because that energy switch is insane. There's confetti everywhere, doing backflips, and then they just cleared off because I watched them run off the stage like fucking minions. <laughs> I strolled through. Just me and like that is in, in super <laughs> impressive that you can make it to the semifinals, but it's just yourself. Because yeah, how do you compare like the dancing dogs or the flamethrower guy oh, or the magician? Like, how do you compare? There's no, you can't make like. Well, at least the judges they're comedians. You I got Lily know Singh, that. yeah, Howie. Who's it? I don't know the other guy though. Jason. Uh, Jay. No, no, no. Um, um our Cardinal official. Oh. Yeah, he was in the semifinal. Sorry, he was in the audition and then the finals. He wasn't in the semis. At that reason, I don't know why. Um, but I mean, actually, I forgot to tell you guys this. Out of all the people I met, my favorite was the the um, he was in the competition and his thing was whips. It's freaking oh, whips. Whips. That's so funny. We were watching Kill. Do you know Kill Tony? 
No, no. I, well, I know Kill Tony, but yeah. I haven't watched. I there was, there was a it. circus performer, and his thing was cracking whips. You juggle three whips, or <laughs> you crack whips. Yeah, man. And this guy was doing the exact same thing, really? except he had like a rose from far away, and he was just like, "Got it." <laughs> I'm like, "All right, man. This yeah, you're obviously not gonna make it to the semifinals." <laughs> 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 I don't know, but I talked to him. I, I wish this aired. This was one of the funniest things I think that happened the entire competition for me. We're backstage, and um, before he before he pulled out his whip, I didn't know that what he was doing. I knew him in the green room already. So we already had this kind of rapport. We didn't even ask each other what we we're doing. Just like chatting where we're from. And then we get to the back leading to go out for our performances. And then I, this is like the first time I see like, because the whole time he had, I don't know where he had it, but I just thought it were drumsticks for some reason. Just the way it was set up. And then he kind of pulled it out for, and then did this. And then I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, buddy, what is that? <laughs> he's like, well, uh, I do. I can't remember what he called it, but he, he's like, I do whips. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like. I'm like, how does one even get into this? <laughs> the right. camera's like right there. You know, I have like, a, they had like B-roll camera stuff in the back. And he's like, and he's like oh yeah, it's, a, it's been passed down from family, from generation to generation. I'm like, is that so? I'm like, is that so? And he's like saying it without even like cluing in. And then he's like, oh no, I mean like cattle. <laughs> I'm like, I would oh, fucking hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, hold up. Oh my God, it was so, so funny. I was laughing so hard and his face just went beat red. And I'm like, hey man, it's all good, man. <laughs> I feel like it's one of those hobbies that you probably should have let go a while ago. <laughs> that is insane. The, who who won? Um, this lady from Montreal. Um, she sings. She sings very well. Isn't it like always a singer that wins this competition? I, don't, I mean, you might I, be thinking of American Idol. Well, I, I've always wondered. Like, it just becomes American Idol at some point. It feels yeah. like yeah, yeah, pretty much. I feel like there should be no singers. I feel like they should have subcategories. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. they, cool. they've had, I've seen like the uh, the Got Talent brand do like extremes because, you know, they have some people who do like crazy magic stuff. So they had their own section for that. I feel like they should have one for comedy, have one for, you know, instead of this big talent show, you know? Yeah. I just, I mean, it doesn't matter. I guess the the the, the goal of this show is to to find the biggest star and, you know. And if whatever person rhymes to the cream of the top, that means, you know, you were destined to win that stuff anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess no matter what you do, you kind of, if you do have that star power, it, 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 it shouldn't it matter. Yeah, yeah. It shouldn't matter. Even whip guy. You know what? Whip guy, we can all agree he was not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I believe, I don't know. I have no facts behind this, but I feel like sometimes they say yes to some people just so they can say no in public. Yes. Yeah. Which is crazy. For sure. Because whoever was like whip guy, there's no way <laughs> that he was going to make it to the finals. Yeah. Remember like William Hung from American oh, Idol? Yeah. Well, what did he do? He was the... She bangs. She bangs. Yeah, it's like the Chinese guy and he Hold just up. was super bad at singing and they, oh, they just bring him on to roast him yes yeah. that's, that's messed up man yeah. but then he became like uh i don't know just as famous as kelly clarkson is it the same season season yeah i don't know it was, it was, it was early, early, day, early yeah. days mm, early yeah. days one or two. just honestly i don't even blame like the god talent brand for bringing those kind of guys on i blame the people around this individual like how mm. do you let him get this far into what he's doing and not tell him this shit is weird like who like someone if I my friend told me he got selected for Candace got down to throw whips around my first conversation with him on the gate Brad I don't think that's a good look <laughs> it's a whip prevention. I don't want to win I don't want you to be winning the best whipper in town 
now. <laughs> now I kind of want to see this whipping guy. I don't know. I want to see yeah, man. It how, was how much can you like vary it? You know, from dude, his his uh his intro because everybody has that look walk through like your what process of stand up. They had like my B roll of doing stand up comedy. I watched his. His was just like. <laughs> Like, like <laughs> he didn't even say his inspiration was Indian jo- Indiana Jones. Like, his shit was just weird, man. Nice guy though, great guy. Great guy, uh, okay. come on the pod. Guy. If you're listening. Yeah, man, great dude. I hope you're still whipping out there. <laughs> More of a nay nay now. Can you imagine? Yeah, I can't imagine going to his house for the first time and then just coming in and just a whip just hung on the wall. I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just a hobby. It's for cattle. <laughs> it's for cattle. No, I mean. Uh. Yeah, he's like, oh, my family's from the Ukraine. Not Ukraine. Was it Ukraine? I can't remember. Somewhere around that area. And he's like, yeah, we come from a long line of cattle whippers. I'm like, hmm. This feels... Not to be racist or anything. Boom. I love that one. That's my favorite. <laughs> But yeah, that was my favorite part. <laughs> so did you get to interact with the judges at all? Uh, not too much, actually. Um, Howie, I got a chance to like just, you know, passively say, what's up? But like nothing like, hey, what, what's good? We didn't like bond or anything like that. Well, but. you can't touch him, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tried, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you got to interact on stage, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Off stage, like very, like how, I only saw Howie off stage and then you know and it was like at a distance it wasn't like anything like intimate or hey man great job or whatever and how, how would just, you describe your relationship with the judges on stage on stage i thought it was pretty good i think we had a pretty good rapport um on stage and yeah i thought it was pretty fun they were very honest in the way they you know gave their judgment <laughs> um even with the semifinals and you know um, I felt like I went with a, a different set that I, I wanted to, and I wasn't really happy with the set that I wanted to do, mm. but I wasn't sure of how to like maneuver or what was going to cater to the audience in a certain way. So their audience, so their feedback was honest, and I, you know, I thought they were they were you know pretty accurate in how they delivered what they needed to say. So, uh, semi was this like the season finale that you were on? No, no, no. Se- there was a semifinal, okay. and then the judges had to s- could save four individuals out of uh, I believe. Nine or eighteen, I can't remember clearly. Eighteen or nine because oh wait, on my data was nine people. Two people got saved. So four I guess the seven, so fourteen people, yes, had to like go into a pool of voting. But then that that voting system was it was skewed to loose because then you have dancers that have forty people on the team. Where I'm just like, yo, I, I, at the moment I didn't get the, the 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 saving from the judges. I'm like, yeah, I can't make this because there was like two dance groups. I'm like, nah, this is not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, that's so voting meaning like anyone in the world. Yeah, anyone in the yeah, world yeah, too, yeah. and you have to collect votes. And then the top, I think one in, so there was seven seven. So two got saved. So there was uh, two days that the semifinals happened. Eight, only eighteen people made semifinals. Judges saved two, and then one more person from each person would win of out of the voting pool seems like if you're a team of 40 you have a better chance <laughs> yeah 40 man. friends just 40 friends least. 40 moms yeah. 40 dads <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> the reach is just so crazy so i was just like man this has been a great like my only chance is if someone caught covid and couldn't make it <laughs> <laughs> you're just coughing on everyone i was just like oh please yeah i'm just playing, I'm playing. <laughs> now, i want to see 40 comedians on stage Oh, dude, that's oh funny. Well, that was I, funny. We actually did see a duo for the first time. We went to the comedy store, Brooke and I, and I'd never seen a duo before. Like, just like playing off each other and like doing one set cohesively. I, I'd never seen that. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that a couple of times, man. Um, it's pretty cool when people like, you know, have you seen, I can't remember their name, but it's these, these twins. They're, they're black and they just kind of do 
sets together. Nah, it's just terrible. I can't remember their names off the top of my head. But they're very funny. That requires so much work and so much chemistry. It's together. not like Key and Peele, is it? They don't, no, 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 they're not, not Key and Peele. They're not twins. They're not twins. Oh, twins. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they're very much not twins. I took a uh, swing. <laughs> uh, but it's a, I used to run this show called Shake and Bake. I used to you know, co-host with my buddy. Uh, oh, e- Kenny and uh, Keith? Give me a second. Lucas? Oh yeah, that's oh, them. Oh yeah, yeah, that's them. That's yeah, them. yeah, I know yeah, these guys. See, this is why men get yeah. bigger TVs because we can't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> I almost put my glasses on. Ah, uh, yeah, that's them. They're re- re- really, really funny. They're in Twenty Two Jump Street, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So stand up right now for you. Is that all you do? Yeah, that's all I do, man. Um, I uh, was full time. I think two, a couple years now, actually. Um, I was working at TD for a little bit, and then um, shortly. Working at TD, I, f- I found that I, I think I want to do stand up full time because it was, it was, I don't know, it just felt like it felt right, you know. And then I found that it was like I learned the business side to stand up, and then I was like, oh no, this is for sure doable. It's one of those things where like you don't think it could happen till you actually get into stand up and understand that there is a lot of money to be made in stand up comedy. I feel like though you had a good background in like finance to yes. realize that there is money, where a lot yes. of comics probably just are like, no, oh, fuck it. I'll just yes, go. man, tax write offs, awesome. Um, you know, f- I found the like recording an album is another av- avenue. Running shows are lots of avenue. Making merch, there's lots of ways selling tickets. So, sorry, selling stickers, whatever it is. This the thing about stand up comedy is you can't just kind of bank on making money on one aspect. And if you do that, it's not going to be sustainable. And if you are spending money, you need to make sure that those expenses are still working for you. So you need to make sure you are, you know, you know, register business. And when you're spending money, you write those things off in terms of your business to be able to keep it going. So, yeah. And, man, the biggest one, not drinking. Yeah, bro. <laughs> not drinking, man. You guys know what that is? Yeah, man. You, you should. Man, I'm telling you, you burn so much money on alcohol, bro. Mm. You know, a lot of comics go on. I mean, I was, you know, when I first started, too, I, like, I would drink at shows. And, you know, the first two drinks are, like, free or whatever. Or and at that time, at least for me, those first two were free, and then I would go to the next spot and then spend a hundred bucks. So when I go do a show, and then I make what a hundred bucks, and then next thing I know, I already spent that hundred bucks. Like at one point, I'm getting better, and then I'm losing the money that I fucking keep making that same night. Mm-hmm. So um, well, let's was, see if he's full of shit, guys. Blowing this breathalyzer real quick for me. I'm just kidding, <laughs> bro. I've never been more confident to do that, man. I'm telling you, bro. I'm like, cop, pull me the fuck over. I'm so sober. I'm right so now. sober. It would piss you off. I'm like, piss test clean. Have you ever had a drink of alcohol? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I used to. I used to drink a lot, man. Um, I used to drink more than um than I probably should. Um, like I didn't even know like binge drinking on the weekends was considered like. I don't even know, like an alcohol problem. You know that? Because I thought drinking every day, that's an alcohol. Like, because they do, the way I, I knew it growing up is if you drink every day, you're an alcoholic. But if, like, I didn't know it was like the weekdays, you're off, but then on the weekend, you binge drink. That's also quite as bad. Yeah. But then when I learned that it's also bad for you, I'm like, nah. Unless it was the money that kind of turned me off when I started paying attention to how much money I was spending on alcohol. And it's like, it's almost something like, I didn't think I was even going over, of, of, I wasn't going crazy. It was just like, you go out. You just get a couple drinks. And then one month, I was like, you know what? After this month, I'm not even going to stop myself from how much I usually would. I just want to see how much I spent on alcohol. And I looked and I saw I spent like over 500 bucks. And this was, I didn't even have like a crazy night. You know what I mean? It was just out, drinks, seven, eight dollars. Next thing you know, two, three, four nights uh, every night of the week. I'm like, damn, that's a lot of money, man. Mm -hmm. If I took that money and put it into my T-shirts or put it in stickers, at least I'm getting more back for that money I put in. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's just like little things like that that really makes the difference in if you're serious about taking if you're serious about taking stand up comedy full time. But it's weird, right? Because like I feel like drinking is so embedded in the culture of stand up because obviously yeah. it's at bars, late night, weekends. Yeah. Like how do you how do how do other comics avoid that? How do you avoid it? I do. I always have a I have a, a drinking hand, like an orange juice. So people just uh, assume that yeah. there's alcohol in it. There's nothing in it. You know, because at first I was doing a thing where, like, I tell people I'm not drinking. But then for some reason, people, some people get this, like, the moment you tell them they're not drinking, they get, like, this weird, like, like, the okay? devil's on your shoulder kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, Come on, just a little bit. So instead of, <laughs> I'm like, why? So now I just start, like, you know, I'll have a drinking hand or whatever like that. And, and honestly, like, I, th- I think I might be allergic to alcohol. And I didn't even really know that because, like, I used to break out so much when, I, like, I was drinking at that time. I didn't even, and ever since I stopped drinking alcohol, like, my acne's all cleared up and everything. My skin, my stomach doesn't, you know, I, I you know, I'm not here to obviously, no, tell nobody to stop drinking. Well, just for me. feeling bad keep, about you know what keep, right keep drinking out there. If you're, if you're drinking, keep drinking. <laughs> keep doing that shit till you realize it's bad for you. Don't listen to me. You need to figure it out yourself. Yeah. Only if you're trying to become a stand-up comic. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I think it Go kills a lot of careers before it's even oh, yeah. seen fruition, because... Yeah. I want to be able to do stand-up for as much as possible. Like, Bill Cosby was announcing the tour. I want to be 98 and still be able to do a tour. And if I, that means not drinking, and, and so be it. What other things of Bill Cosby do you want to be like? Oh, man, let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> that was an entrapment question. No, there it was, man. It's like, God, Bill Cosby is one of those dudes where, like, I don't know how they didn't know he was doing that for so long. He wrote so many jokes about it. So many, too many. They did. Know? A lot of people did. It was kind of like a public secret. Yeah. Like, especially people within the industry, they, there was kind of hush, hush. It was like a Harvey Weinstein was the same thing. Gotcha. There were years about jokes about Harvey Weinstein, but it was kind of like, right. kind of cool. Like, not cool, but it was like people were kind of okay with it. It's Harvey. Yeah. Like, it's cause That's a crazy. Yeah. Like, oh my God. And it was Hannibal Burris that sort of broke the case because he oh. wrote he wrote jokes about it and then people started picking up the jokes and him being like everybody knows this about cosby and then it just snowballed from there damn yeah that is that is wild man what was the drink of choice when you were drinking <laughs> i want to go back to the drinking gin, gin, gin and tonic i'm just trying to figure out how you spent 500 bucks on uh, uh a One bottle of Ace of Spades or something. <laughs> well, I mean, have you seen how much alcohol costs yeah. outside? Like, yeah. bro, like that's yeah. like ten bucks. That's plus easy. tip. Plus tip. You know, like you know, usually you're not just having one. Like, usually when people go out, they at least have mm-hmm. two drinks. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's super easy to do when you're out at a comedy show. Totally. Right. Oh, especially on the weekend. You know, like, oh, my buddy got me this. Sure, we get up. And even eating out too, man. Oh my goodness. When I worked at a at the bank, and I would look at some people's financials, man. Uber, like people are people talk about like drugs ruining people's life. Skip the dishes is mm. ruining some people's <laughs> lives, dude. Like yeah, they will no spend doubt. like if you think about it. By the time you get the delivery, you get all that shit. It's at least minimum, usually like thirty to forty dollars. Most people aren't making that in an hour. You understand what I'm saying here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So by the time you get all that sorted out, and you got to eat, and people who get in the habit of yeah. Uber eating. It's a wrap because now you're going to do it often. Now you're spending like at least 200, 300 bucks a week on skip the dishes. It's crazy what people spend on skip the dishes. Like I was appalled one time. I looked at some of these bank accounts. I'm like, man, 
You need to start going grocery shopping. You need man. to start doing the dishes. <laughs> Who's showing you their bank account? Because I don't know. You worked at the bank. Oh, I yo, worked at the right, bank right, so right, I can right. like see it. Like, oh, jeez. Man, you can see real fast. It's someone's spending habit. Just yeah. Like it's super quick because we had like a whole screen. My screen was huge. I always felt like I was hacking into someone's life. I'm like, man, I'm like, damn. Yeah, so as a bank user myself, when <laughs> I go in <laughs> and, you know, like you, you sit down with the, the financial analyst and whatever, talk about mortgages or whatever you're talking about. You you guys can see everything. Can see everything. Are you judging people? Yeah. Well, you know what? No, not really. Oh, okay. No, good. no, because uh, you'll be. There's a lot of broke people out there. Yeah. There's more broke people out there than people with money. For sure. So like, it's normal to not have money because people have this fear and like get shy about money. And then sometimes like people will not come to the bank when they they think people are a lot more people are in, in better situations than they think they are in. Because sometimes people are like, oh, I have this credit card, I can't pay it off, but like. They don't come in for, like, such a long time and then realize they have a line of credit. It's very, like, just like you would go for a doc to go to a doctor for a constant checkup. It's good to go to a bank and be like, hey, listen, do I have any pre-approvals? Like, how's my – people need to check your credit score. You need to make sure that is also your credit health, like, your financial health is also as important as your physical health. So, like, you know, just going into the bank, just printing out your financial statement, actually looking at your statement. Plain people will spend money and not look at their bank account in, in, in a month. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I constantly look at my stuff. I make sure everything is in order. I have an app that tells me the moment money leaves my account. So, those are little things to make sure nobody, you know, steals your money. People's stuff gets stolen all the time. So, is it the TD MySpend app? The MySpend app. And yeah. every bank has their own variation of that stuff. Yeah. So, it is helpful. Yeah. The MySpend app is pretty cool because, like, if you, if you spend, I had mine, like, you would send me a total of how much I spent last night. And that was, like, the, the tipping point for me when I start getting MySpend. And I'm like, damn, I spent like that much yesterday. I'm like, I didn't even, it's so easy. And then you look at the total the next day, you're like, damn, it didn't even feel like I spent like $200. You know what I mean? Just like little thing here, little thing there. Totally. And then next thing you know, boom, 300. And it's, by the end of the month, like you spent like over $1,000 and, and you don't even know what the fuck. <laughs> Uber Eats. Uber Eats, man. Yeah. And, okay, and yeah. weed. I used to smoke weed, man. I quit that too. And I was like, damn, that's a lot of money going to marijuana. You know? And I'm like, instead of marijuana, let's see how I can make this work for me and put it in you know invested in me i got a video now i have more money to do stuff like you know get someone to edit my videos because i'm not spending my having leaks in my finances right now super smart i mean little stuff like that man it ain't even crazy i feel like now we're all just introspectively (laughs) (laughs) and our audience too no man it's just like one day i just i was just like man i really want to i got i got tired of not my the people I work with. I just got tired of what I did. You know, I just I felt tired of going in and doing the same routine. Where I, I when I find myself wake up in the morning before my alarm clock to go to TD. TD was a it was a great job. It's not even like a bad job. It was just a bad job for me. Mm. You know, I couldn't do that same routine every day. The people were dope. It's just that same wake up, do the same paperwork, all that kind of stuff. I hated it, and I did not want to do it. So for my brain, I'm like, what can I do to get myself out of this situation as fast as possible? And if it meant not drinking no more, you know, like not smoking weed anymore, I'm like, I will pay that price easily every single day. And then before I know it, I started to save a bit more money. Before I quit, I saved a bit of money. So just to make sure like, hey, when I do do this jump, I have some buffer to give me some space to be able to like, you know, really focus into stand-up comedy and maybe get some gigs and then build that up for a couple months and then see, hopefully I'm going to be fine. And, you know, because when people quit, sometimes they quit and, like, don't have nothing in the bank account. I'm like, bro, you have to plan your exit. You don't just be like, fuck it. Like, that's crazy. You just got bills to pay. 
Um, but yeah, for me, I, I planned my exit. And then when I did that, um, I had a couple months and then I started focusing on like getting clientele for myself because I had to like do cold calls at TD anyways. So I started to apply the stuff I did at TD, but then started like trying book gigs and, you know, talk to bookers, put on shows. I was already putting on shows at the time anyways. So I'm like, why not use the cold call skills that I learned from TD to get people to come watch me be funny, make me be my product as opposed to like selling products for somebody else. So was there like a particular show or like moment that you did that you were like, yeah, this makes sense. I could do this. Like, you know what? Like it didn't really dawn on me. Like I, I I quit TD. I think, I don't even know if I, I'm not supposed to sit out there. I quit the bank. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, well, are we, are we believing that? Yeah, let's believe that because they made me sign some shit. (laughs) People don't forget. Yeah, man. Uh, um, I left TD. It's cool. <laughs> you're, you're not what? allowed to say that you worked there? And- yeah, because of, at the time, there was a lot of canceled comedians. Right. So they were getting so scared, dude. So, like, my bank was just, they were stressing out about what I was saying. And, like, my manager was sitting me down. I was like, oh, customer. Because I had, like, I was handling some high profiles as well, too, for mm-hmm. my bank. So they were like, okay, like, this is confidential, blah, blah, blah. You can't be looking. But anyways, I've, I've spoken too much about it. <laughs> Tell us more. Um, but I'd stayed at TD longer than I should have because I was so scared to make that jump in the first place. I was still working at TD. <laughs> I was still working at... Uh, Shut up! You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm the worst, man. If I ever got in trouble, I'm the kind of motherfucker that needs a lawyer. <laughs> I was working at this in this place. This independent bank. This independent bank well after Canada's got talent. And that I did not know was going to be a problem because... That was when I got the real push to leave because I, I, people had seen the show and people would start coming to my workplace just to come hang out. No and then way. my manager would get mad at me. He's like, you can't be hanging out with your fans here. I'm like, I didn't book them. They booked themselves. They called to book themselves on the appointment because they knew I was here. What do you want me to do? You know, and then there was a lot of stuff where like now I had to like travel a bit more and then I required more time off. Even leading up to the Candace Got Talent stuff, I had to like take a significant amount of time and it started causing a little bit of friction and then it just kind of felt um like i was getting pulled in two separate directions because i was i was so used to like doing td <laughs> i'm so used to doing this working at a spot and um <laughs> working at a spot going to, and doing everything i was doing at a time so but then when kind of got time happened everything just got amplified so fast and i didn't notice the, the change till i my work my, my, my presence at my workplace start to suffer and I was working more remotely, but they needed me in, in the spot. And I think that I think what really broke the camel's back was uh, I was away on a, on a road trip and I was rushing back and something happened where I was uh, I was going to be like a couple minutes late for work. And I'm like, when I say a couple minutes, I mean exactly five minutes. We were supposed to leave the night before, but now we have to leave in the morning instead. So we I, I let my manager know, let him know, hey, listen, I'm going to be five minutes late. I'm coming all the way from Kamloops but I'm still going to be there when we five minutes late because I have to go home and get my suit and then change and then head straight to work. Get to work. One of my coworkers, I'm going to say his name because he's a piece of shit, Jerry. Um, <laughs> Fuck you, Jerry, you piece of shit. Yeah, Your man, man is stupid. This guy, he, he had called in sick, and then um, I had to handle his shit, and uh, <laughs> I had to handle his shit, and then my manager, I knew what he was doing. I saw his story. He was out there partying, and then I was there, and then I had to do his work. It's crazy because, like, my manager's like, some of us here take our job seriously. And that rubbed me the wrong way because I just spent, like, 
so much mileage in my brain to make sure I was here on time for you. I could have just called in sick and just stayed at home. And like, there's nobody even here waiting for me. And then I took that bullshit paperwork. I wasn't, I wasn't late for my work. I was late for someone else's job. And you put it in my hands to go do it. And I was going to go do it. And as I'm going to the printer, somebody walked in and was like, wow, you really do work at a bank. And that hurt, like that rubbed me in such a wrong way where I'm just like, what the hell am I even doing here, man? Am I taking bullshit from this guy? You know, and this guy just said that shit. I went over to the printer and I started doing my faxing or whatever. And I'm like, man, I'm done. And I just grabbed that paperwork, went straight back to my, my manager. I was like, hey, man, I'm done. He's like, is this your two weeks? I'm like, nah, man, I'm done right now, man. I just literally put the paperwork right there in the laptop and I just, I just walked out. You know, but prior to this point, I've thought of many moments where I was going to quit. I was thinking about doing a two weeks in. But then like that day, I was just like, bro, I'm exhausted. I just went and had the best time on the road. Like I just did like a whole theater in Kamloops. And now I'm just coming back and having this guy busting my balls because I'm five minutes late. I'm like, OK, granted, I understand being late is never OK. But as an employee, I would as, a, as, a, as an employer, I would at least hope a manager would see how much an employee cares about his job. I cared about my job. I wasn't late every day. You know, it wasn't like I was late every single day. You know, five minutes, whatever. Like, he didn't, he sat there and said so much stuff. And I'm just like, yo, I don't need this. <laughs> Sick. It's a baller move. Yeah, man. Thank Flip you. Flip the desk on the way. Man. Flip the desk, man. <laughs> if anybody who feels like you hate your spot, leave. Don't leave right away. Plan your exit. Plan, plan. Yeah. yeah. I was already <laughs> planning before this. I just didn't know where I was going to hit that button. Yeah. Because exactly. I was already saving. I was planning on giving them two weeks. But then all of that happened. And I was like, you know what? I don't even need. What? What's the point of giving you two weeks? I'm not going to come back here anyways. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to ever have to be in this space. I don't need your reference letter. Yeah, man, for sure. So was that, how, how long ago was that? That was about like three years now, two, oh. two three years now. So full-time, what's, what's it been like? What's the scene in Vancouver like as a full-time? Because we've talked to a few comedians on the show, and I think all of them still kind of work a job to financially support themselves. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's tough in Vancouver because it's, uh, it's a very small scene. And uh, to make this work, you have to travel a lot. At least um, I, I travel quite a bit. And um, it's one of those things where, like, in every any place where you're hoping to gain some sort of, you know, at least build some sort of wealth for yourself, you need to find a way to make it passive income where you're making income without having to be there. So, again, nugget, find a way to, you know, record and monetize your stuff. That, for me, was, you know, part of the big game changers for me, being able to record my album. And um, have it out of plan, go stream that shit. Um, yeah, that stuff was good for me. And like, you know, waking up every day and, um, you know, being organized is very important because it's, I mean, now it's on me. So if I wake up at 2 p.m. and do nothing all day, that's on me. I got bills to pay, man. Like I travel a lot. I, you know, make connections. I keep creating content, like creating content to market myself online, you know, to create new different avenues. Obviously, like support for my friends. My friends book me sometimes and, you know, getting that, honestly, just, doing tours and stuff like that over time you just build your clientele list just like with everything else like you guys know me now through the scene you get you know you have more and more connections making connections with people is kind of what kind of keeps me afloat so just travel connect travel connect baby that's awesome are you headed back to cam loops on part of the tour or? yes yeah so it's called be senior tour we're going to cam loops uh, we're going to a bunch of other spots that I cannot remember. Salmon Arm, Revelstoke, Salmon Arm, Revelstoke. Castlegar, exactly. Cranbrook, maybe. I, I love that you know exactly where I'm going, and yeah, I have no that's idea. Impressive. He's going to every show. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'll be there. Yeah. 
I wonder what's the like you you played in these small towns in BC. What's the difference between playing in like a Salmon Arm versus like a Vancouver? Different crowd. It's different crowd. Salmon Arm is more fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was gonna say. Yeah, man, Salmon Arm is more fun. I mean, eh, I, again, I kind of like try to steer away from the more fun. It's just like, um, I guess it's easier in places like that because in Vancouver you gotta maneuver how you say things a little bit. Again, I don't even know how to say it because I don't know. I think I'm just been conditioned to say that. Like, I don't really change the way I speak, regardless of where I'm at. Um, Vancouver, you know, Vancouver is just Vancouver. Sometimes there's a stigma people, here. There's a stigma here, yeah. but I don't think it's honestly that bad. Because yeah. again, for my content, I'm not overtly going around saying nothing crazy. So like, I don't tend to have more of an issue um, in X places versus Vancouver. Don't no, I think the only difference I would say in Vancouver is people tend to laugh a bit more reserved in Vancouver, where I'll see people laugh and be like. <laughs> Then like cover their mouth with some shit, which is weird. Like it's like people are shy to laugh outwardly, and then because you know even sometimes I'll do a show and I'm like, oh man, I didn't do that well. And I get outside and these guys are telling me those are the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, you guys didn't make me feel that way. <laughs> yeah, I feel like people are sometimes almost like checking the rest of the audience yeah. to see if it's like okay to laugh. Yeah, yeah people are very yeah. aware okay. of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's scary out there. Yes, everywhere else is just kind of like let loose, and you know they kind of you know. I guess it's more fun in that way because people are just a lot more like relaxed, I would say, you know, because sometimes you can almost feel like a tenseness in a Vancouver room because sometimes I walk in a room in a show in Vancouver and no one is talking. Do you understand how crazy it is to go into a room where you're supposed to be with your friends? It's like me, like I walked in here. Naturally, you guys spoke to each other because you guys know each other. And we're all hammered. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. And you're oh, hammered. Yeah. You know, two drink you, minimum in here every morning. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you start off. Two shots to the chest. Take your medicine. Yeah, man. This is weird to walk into some room. It's just dead silent. And I'm not talking like there's only 10 people here. I'm saying like there's a lot of people just like whispers. Like... Gotta be brutal. Well, it's somewhere like a castle guard. Like, how many shows do they have a year? Yeah, oh my god. That, see, that's another like, good point you just brought up. Yeah, it's a scarce resource. Very scarce. Performing. So when they, they see it, it, they appreciate they need it. it more than we yeah. do. Yeah, they appreciate it when they see it. Mm-hmm. So that's also true. Have you gone back to uh, Alberta at all? Oh, plenty. Yeah. Um, I have my family there, so I, oh. I try to visit as much as I can. Um, I'm going to be there in October. October. If you're listening, come to my show October seventh to the eighteenth. Where? Um. I can't say where yet. Okay. Uh, yeah. Alberta. That's a, Alberta. Stay okay. tuned. Follow me on <laughs> showtime.data. At, <laughs> hey, no, CIBC Bank. <laughs> CIBC. Yeah, CIBC. Yeah, uh, we saw you spent uh, some time in Philippines. Your wife is Filipino. Yes, she is. I've been to Philippines three times now. Curious where you went. Uh, we went to El Nido, um, Palawa, and then, uh, well, Palawa, El Nido. Um, and then we went to um, Manila, and then we were in uh, Kapampanga. All of the spots, amazing, super friendly, super dope. The people in the Philippines have adopted me as one of their own. They love my content. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're the hospitable people, right? Just so much good food. Hospitable. Yes, you got it. I don't speak to (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but uh, super fun place. I love to spend time there. The food is great. The traffic is a fucking nightmare. Dude, like I do not understand how they drive. 
Uh, yeah, I don't, they just they're just on the horn the whole time. No, but they speak horn. They, they, <laughs> it's a language. They like I didn't even know. They're like, bop, bop, bop. I was like, I was asking the driver, "What does that mean?" He's like, "I'm on your left." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and then sure enough, the guy kind of did. Doot, doot. <laughs> He's like, "I'm on your right." I'm like, "Damn!" They use the horn to right. communicate to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and then I was like, oh, "Okay, do, do I asked him, does anybody ever use that horn for anger?" He's like, "Yes, but that's a distinct." Sound. I'm like, what do you mean? Can you do one for me right now? And he's like, Bah I'm like, damn, I can I can feel the vibe off of that. That makes sense. That is felt it, like an angry horn. Is this one of those uh jeepneys or something? Or just no, not the jeepney. We just oh. had we had a we had a driver with us, and then oh. sometimes or my my wife's dad would drive us around because he knew how to drive on those roads. I'm like, damn, it's insane to me. Uh the jeepneys were hella cool, but I did not ride in those because they look terrifying. Oh yeah, they're they're sketchy. Yeah, man. They look like exhibit showed up and then made a whole bunch of buses. <laughs> Sorry, so what what are they? <laughs> I guess you could pull it up. It's like uh it kind of looks like a school bus, maybe a little bit smaller. It's a small school bus. They're often like silver or something. They have crazy designs. Dude, actually. nuts. All of them look like they came out of Pimp My Ride. Yeah. I'm telling you. They're they're all like custom painted or different shit going so, on. So they all have like PlayStation 2s in them? I wish. <laughs> and like and like fish tanks. Fish tanks yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. We have William hung up now for you. Don't tell me you closed it. You recognize this guy? What? Who is that? This is the American Idol oh. train wreck. Oh, my goodness. He what? gained a lot of weight. Though. What does he do? I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, hit shebangs. What? He's famous for covering this Ricky Martin song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Oh, no, the ad. God. Oh, oh hold on. Honestly, I, um, this is my age showing. Like, every time I see an ad on YouTube, I legit get mad. Because I'm like, this is not how we started. This is not what you promised us. But anyways... Okay, we my upstairs neighbors, they're like 70 years old. We show them our videos and the ads will play and they say, oh, now what's this video that you made? You know, I have to explain every time. This Okay, this is the ad. This is just an ad. That's when you get really old. Yeah. When you think the ad is the, the video. Is engineering student, William Hung, for showing up and shaking his bonbon. Okay. William. Yes. Wow, this is the OG. Me, I missed these. Name. You blow me off like it's all the same. Mm -hmm. You lit it fierce and I'm taking away. Uh huh. Yeah, baby. He's actually less she bad breaks, than I remember. Oh, it's not too bad. She moves, she moves. Hey. I go crazy because <laughs> she looks like a flop, but she stings like a bee. Like every girl in history. Ba -ba. She bangs, ah. she bangs. Yeah. See, I miss when people could just be an asshole. He can't. Like, the fact that Simon Cowell has not been canceled for none of this shit he's been saying mm. to people is wild to me. Like, <laughs> how did he? he been? Well, yeah. He's been hiding, maybe. That dude in the kitchen. What's his name? Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Oh, how yeah. those two made it past cancel culture? How did they just fly underneath the radar? That's what my question is. They're not just, doing anything offensive, though. They're just being assholes. But isn't, like, attacking someone's mental health exactly. kind of like, Whoa, offensive? Like, have you seen Gordon Ramsay? You yeah. fucking piece of shit! <laughs> I wouldn't feed this to a dog. Like, but apparently he apparently he's actually quite a nice guy. <laughs> That's is wild to me. There's so much evidence. I think it's very performative. Oh my god! I don't I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't know about that either. Right. I feel I like he's worked that. in those kitchens, those French kitchens, for so long. Yeah. I think there's also part of it where there are people are like, well, that's just the kitchen culture. It's just and the kitchen you're culture. You're like, well, that's not good. How can we just get the stand up culture? <laughs> What's stand-up culture? Yeah, uh, you get canceled. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just playing. I don't know. I don't know, man. This is just, there's so much kind of different kind of humor, so I don't even think you can even really have a culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of, like, I guess, styles and what yeah. you say and what you talk about. 
God, she bangs. I, I miss Will, the people like William Hung because he went on there because he was like, I'm a great singer and I want to show the world. Not like I want a million followers from this because mm-hmm. I know I'm going to blow up because yeah. you know, it was before that time. Yeah. And now I feel like even... Maybe even like Whip Guy, he's like, well, I'm gonna like, you know, <laughs> I'm a great cake off this. I wish I talked to him a bit more to see what his, I guess, what his goals were in life. Oh, you're coming around. Yeah, just I just want to know, like, what did he like? What did you think? Like, did he was he gonna open up a theater one day <laughs> yeah. and just go? Like, maybe it's just like there's probably enough rodeos around the world that he can. <laughs> Go to, I guess you know. You know what? That's what I love about this world, man. There's so many ways to make money. Yeah, you can go to rodeos and yeah. just whip, or, or maybe fairs. one of those things. You know, the, the, the toro, like you know, the red the bull running oh, towards right, the red right. thing. Yeah, it's yeah. not just about the rodeos. It's about the stickers, the uh-huh. merch, that's uh-huh. true. cameo. Uh-huh. He could live streams, yeah, exactly. Whip. Twitch. Matter. You know what I mean? Twitch. He can get like sponsored ads, and they put like a Pepsi in the front, and then whip it from a distance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Look at this. My God. I hope he's watching. Man. You should represent him. I should. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Whip him into shape. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Shit! Yeah, man. It's only cattle's, man. <laughs> That's true. Um, guys, should we play a game? We can play a game. I think we can, we can play, play a, game. a game. Sure. Okay. We didn't talk about Africa at all, though. We were going to ask some questions about Nigeria. Of course, do, do we, we could. We want. Do we have on? a quick couple questions? Yeah. Okay. Or should we play it after the game? Do it after the game. Do it after the game. Okay. Let's do it after the game. It's sure. really smooth and, and set up. So, <laughs> don't worry, guys. I got it. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's play a game. It's that time again, folks. Time to play this or that. The game where you choose between two radically different options. Either this or that. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know he asked me. <laughs> yeah, he did. Oh, the Sorry. music's is awfully quiet this yeah, time Yeah, normally I go in hot, but this time I went quiet. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, question one. Corn on the cob or corn off the cob? Corn on the cob. Popcorn or cop porn? <laughs> What? <laughs> popcorn or cop porn? Cop porn? Yeah. Cop, well, like cop porn? What is that? Like cop, cop? Like, yeah. Police porn. Police porn? <laughs> oh, cop porn. Yeah. Okay, popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> corn or the band corn? <laughs> we didn't even ask him about the corn thing. Uh, Makes no sense. Corn. <laughs> Perfect. Fiance or Beyonce? Fiance. Uh, early mornings or late. So nights? when you say my fiance, you talking about my wife or yeah. Beyonce? Oh uh, yeah, fiance. Yeah. <laughs> early mornings or late nights? Late nights. Uh, Pia Marble or Poopa Baseball? Poopa Baseball. Lose your phone or lose your wallet? Uh, wallet. Uh, R. Kelly or Chris Brown? Chris Brown. Tipping or no tipping on takeout? Depends the job. Depends on the what? Sorry, it depends on the food. <laughs> uh, dick-sized nipples or nipple-sized dick? Oh, man. N- uh, d- nipple-sized... No, no, no. Dick-sized nipples. Correct. Because, yeah, that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have long-ass nipples. <laughs> Just think what you could whip with them. Um, <laughs> top bunk or bottom bunk? Uh, top. Would you rather be four feet tall or eight feet tall? Eight feet tall. Leg day or arm day? Leg day. Win a free cruise or earn a large sum of money by helping a Nigerian prince? Sorry, <laughs> win a free time. free cruise or help someone win some more money? W- you yeah. win a free cruise yeah. or you win a large sum of money? Bye. 
by uh, helping by a Nigerian a, prince? The joke was they're both scams. <laughs> they're both the common joke? scams. I want a free cruise. <laughs> Correct. Uh, thanks, Dave. Deadlifts or squats? Squats. Cry every time you poop or poop every time you cry? Oh, cry every time I poop. <laughs> Missed one. Uh, up nod or down nod? Uh, depends. On what? If I know you or not. <laughs> so if you know me, up nod or down nod? Um, up nod if I uh, if I know you. And then down on nice. it's like I don't really know you. Yeah, I'll show you some respect. Nice. Yeah. That's I didn't facts. Like that one. Sunset or sunrise? Sunrise. And finally, Fort McMurray or Bill Murray? Fort McMurray. <laughs> well done. Wow, those were some toughies. This was the yeah, man. <laughs> Cop corn. Damn, that's a Okay, we gotta talk about corn because I was He uh, love corn, man. Yeah, you love corn? Too much. Way too much. How much money do you spend on corn a month? Uh, <laughs> honestly, that's where the, the last leak in my finances needs to be. <laughs> big um, corn. The big big corn has got me, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't keep track. I just uh, see. I don't ever feel bad if I'm spending it on good food. If I'm like spending on corn, that's fine. Like if I go out get a if I'm on the road, I got some steak and some corn. That's good. Um, it's helping my body. I don't think corn is that great for your digestive tract, anyways, but. I eat it because it's something like it could be worse. <laughs> yes, if corn's what takes me out, I think that's okay. <laughs> and what's your favorite? Just so we know, your your favorite preparation of corn, dude. I just like it the original, just like on a cob, on a you know, butter, butter, and like I usually will put it on a barbecue. That's oh, so good. No the, I don't know if you guys have had it on a barbecue. Oh, but yeah, yeah, you yeah. cook it a little bit, like gets a little brown on yeah, there. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. Amazing, with a little bit of butter and some pepper on top. I've only really had the Mexican street corn. On the, off the grill. I've never, never. Is it Mexican street? I thought only Nigerians did that. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, they put like cheese on it, and they got the see, that's too much. or something. That's too much. Yeah, it's you, too see, much. You got to keep corn its original flavors, man. Make corns great again. <laughs> <laughs> make okay, corn I'm kidding. That was crazy again. to make that reference off the Mexican shit. <laughs> uh, it's that culture we're talking about. <laughs> build, build, build a wall of corn. Build the wall of corn. <laughs> you ever go to the Richmond Night Market and get the corn there? Oh, dude, of course. Of course. It's the first thing I go to. Um, I, I get corn, and then I get bubble tea, and then it's like pretty much it. Oh, no, there's these mango drinks that are amazing. Like the I don't know what they're called now. Okay, see, I'm the man that knows no names, but plenty of information. What about the uh, sweet corn ice cream? That's trending now. I feel like I, I... I do not like that. You don't like that? Really? Yeah, yeah I don't like my ice cream mixed with too many, many things. Mm. Yeah. Like Neapolitan ice cream is as far as I go with mixed ice cream. You don't like chunks in your ice cream? I hate it. Really? Oh, it's I love it. interrupting. I don't like my food touching. If, if <laughs> In a perfect world, I don't want it touching, but I just, I learned to live with it. Yeah. Do you have those plates that have like the segmentation, like a prison tray? I used to, but I figured I, I can't live this way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. how are you eating them? They're not touching. Are you eating one thing at a time? Oh, to I, I, or are you mixing it? No, no, no. If, if I can, if my, my ideal way to eat something is one at a time, because I usually will eat this done because I don't like mixing flavors because then I get to appreciate the flavor for what they are. I know that, yeah, people talk about stuff complementing things and I, I understand that they do. But if I can perf if I can choose, I would like to eat everything at a time. I've, granted, I have grown up, <laughs> 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 but um, I, I mix. I eat some stuff, obviously, with some mix mixed stuff together. But my burgers even usually would be as plain as possible. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I hate competing really? flavors. I hate it so much. I didn't try pickles till like five years ago. Ooh. 
How do we feel about them now? They're okay. They're not, <laughs> they're not like as bad as I thought they were. But I'm a super picky eater, man. It's crazy. What about crust? Are you cutting that off? Crust? Yeah. Uh, nah, I keep okay. the crust in. What about the olives? Olives? I hate olives. Oh, I hate olives. I hate olives too. are so salty. I don't know why anyone likes olives. Pickles or olives? You had to eat one. Pickles. Pickles every, yeah. Every, yeah. every time. Olives are so salty, man. They're, I think they're so gross, man. I mean, a black olive is... Preferable over green olive, in my opinion. I, yeah, I, both of them are just. I think they can both go to hell. That's. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, man, olives are nasty. Ugh. What are some uh, Nigerian foods that we might encounter? We were going to ask. Like, oh, what we don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Um, jollof rice is pretty good, mm-hmm. and um, there's this thing called eba eba and like stew. So that that kind of stuff. It was weird where like growing up, I would have that kind of stuff where like it's, it kind of looks like mashed potatoes, but then you have to take it and then dip it in some stew. For me, that was a, a huge challenge growing up because, one, I didn't like eating with my hands. But I did because it's obviously part of my culture. not going to lie. I used a fork. I'm just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I used a fork, and my friends used to roast me all the time. Um, but then I, it, there was just so many things that was mixed in there that it used to visually used to, like, make me not want to eat it. But it tasted amazing. So I just – I guess it helped me get over my issues with separations of food and whatnot. <laughs> Is there anywhere good in Vancouver to get Nigerian? Um, not in Vancouver, but sorry, there's plenty. Of, well, not plenty, but like there's two really good spots: um, Taste of Africa and Alibis. Okay. You can get pounded yam, and then you can get this thing called eba. You can get, um, you can get fried yam and eggs. There's a bunch of really good Nigerian food that is really bad for your cholesterol, but it tastes amazing. <laughs> Filipinos do the thing where you eat with your hands. They got the brutal yeah, yeah. fight. Yeah, those are amazing. The fish and the, the, the back to El Nido, we were getting fresh lobsters every day. Oh, wow. It was it was so cheap. It was awesome. And did you eat with your hands? Oh, I did not. Used a fork. No. <laughs> I kind of like eating with the hands. I don't know. Like, mm. Ah, man, I get scared of germs, dude. Like, uh, well, me too. I I'm I was like always kind of picked on because I didn't like to share drinks with other friends and yeah, that's fine. I I waterfall at anybody I give my water to and they put their pressed lips onto it. You don't respect me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I see that I'm like you can just have that. You know there are people you had your drinks to and they just put lips on it. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Isn't, isn't that insane? <laughs> isn't that mad behavior? Or they'll yeah. drink it and then like the like ten percent will be left in the bottom and they're like you want it you're like. No, no that's, just that's finish it, dude. Saliva at that point. Is that, is that true? I want a science on that. I want this is where we need MythBusters. That's they show up and just take the ten percent and see how much saliva is in it. Oh, I don't even want to know because I know yeah. I've definitely <laughs> drank those things. Yeah, we're gonna ask also stereotypical like things, behavior, things from Nigeria. What can we expect? Because we're all about our stereotypes when we write our videos, our our short films and stuff. We're, we're kind of known for like. Making fun of stereotypes and yeah. across all different cultures and stuff. Yeah, oh, man, I'm trying, I'm trying to think stereotypes, man. I don't know, man. Nigerians, we we're known for a lot of like really good and really bad things, man. Stereotypes, the Nigerian scammer stuff. This mm-hmm. it's not as true. This um, I got in a lot of trouble for that in Nigeria. Actually, <laughs> there's some people. I I made a joke. I had like a Nigerian scam joke because me working at a bank. It's kind of like it was like perfect setting kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the joke was just right there, you know. And you know what? Like every joke has like some real life applications to it, like some practicalities. Because I became a financial advisor. This is the, I guess, the the truth behind the joke. And I'd send, I literally would send emails to a lot of my clients just to follow up. And I really didn't, I didn't want to like, I didn't want to read in too much into it. But obviously my full name is Olawami, right? And they're getting that from TD and, you know, with the, I guess the, the subconscious, like, you know, stereotype, people weren't responding back. So I had to, like, you know, in the subject subject line, and you know, kind of explain where I was mess- messaging from. 
Um, and I felt like I, I felt like I was getting a bit more responses when I would like introduce myself a bit more in the subject line as opposed to like just putting it in the email. But um, but yeah, just, I wrote a joke about that. I put it online, and then some people it went viral in Nigeria, and some some half of the audience are like, "Yeah, this is hilarious." The other half is like, "Man, you sell out. <laughs> <laughs> You're perpetuating the stereotypes that Nigerians are scammers." I'm like, "Fuck, man." Yeah, niggas really did that shit though. So, <laughs> I, mean, I, I never even assumed it was necessarily Nigerians doing it. I just thought it was just sort of like a character, like the Nigerian prince. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, I mean, sh- shit. If we're really gonna talk about scamming, no one ever did it like us. You know? we're, like, <laughs> we're like the goats. We started it before India got involved. You know, it, like China got involved. You, you ever get those like Mandarin phone calls? Oh yeah, almost every day. Yeah, I'm like, nice try, buddy. Like, <laughs> and I, we wrote the playbook on this shit. So. <laughs> Um, um, you know they're like movies They call themselves 419 Yahoo boys They have like a slang In Nigeria At least at the time When I was coming up It was a It was a bit more prevalent But I don't know if it's Still as I don't think it's as prevalent anymore But um, Like other factions of the world Is kind of taking on You know The, the reins of scamming um, But Nigerians were very educated You know Like I guess uh, Stereotype I'll think I guess Yorba Yorba men I'm Yorba it's, it's like I don't like it. There's just not a lot of good ones. I think there's a lot of false information on Nigerians, but very educated, very smart, very passionate people we are. Um, the Yoruba men are not good lovers, apparently. Oh. Yeah, we're, we're players. It's not true. Oh, what? Yeah. Where'd that come from? I have no idea. Oh, just okay. liars. You know, we got, we got fake news out there. <laughs> Liar! Yeah, man. I'm married. Okay? I'm committed and everything is good on my end, you know? Have you been, uh, have you been back? To Nigeria? Yeah. Nah, not, not since I left 2006. Yeah. Any, um, any desire to? or I would love to, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, to go back, visit my family. Nigeria would be a really cool spot to go to. Um, I, I would try to maybe go there maybe in the next couple of years, but um, I don't know. I just, I really, I don't have anything in the works to go in there anytime soon. A tour? A tour, that would be awesome. But yeah. man, I would not lie to you. Doing Nigerian shows are so difficult. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a different crowd. Yeah, man. Sure. Like one, uh, it, well, I've been doing older Nigerian crowds, but the thing is, like, is it's not like a show dedicated for stand up. So it's one of those things where I had to learn how to like adapt my stand up for the room because Nigerians, man, when you go into those rooms, one everybody's late as hell. <laughs> like, show's supposed to start at seven, people pulling up at nine. You know what I'm saying? Like dead ass. And then you get there, and everyone's just like chatting, like literally talking, like at the top of their voices. Opposite of Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, so opposite. Like, But the thing is, they're not even engaging with you, so I have to find a way to be a part of the natural element of the room, you know? And, you know, this comes in to me being more, being more flexible because if I'm, like, standing on stage, like, a, you know, yeah, if you're crushing, yeah, sometimes you can gain their attention, but there's just some people, like, will start chatting, and these rooms are just always just so big. It's kind of out of control. And the way they're set up, you know, round tables everywhere usually, so people are like, it's more inclined to have people talk. So sometimes I would just kind of walk off stage and like, you know, you know, do a lot of crowd work in between, see what people are. Sometimes you're doing shows and people start serving food while you're performing. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Like it's like really chaotic. Um, those shows that, that are a bit more fun is when they're actually dedicated to stand up and they have like big headlining stand up performers coming from Nigeria. And th- those are fun. But I do a lot of like, you know, I guess hosting gigs and those are oof, a little stressful to them sometimes. But almost like uh, you do a few of those and then you go back to a normal, not normal, but, you know, a different stand up showing. It's easy. 
Yeah, I want man. You to pay attention. It, yes, Keep it's quiet. it makes it. It definitely <laughs> teaches me how to like hit a different gear when I'm doing stand up. Yeah. Uh, my first experience doing stand up in the Nigerian community was uh, when I was still fairly young, and I was opening for a very big Nigerian comedian. And um, this guy's flight, or well, I'm not sure. I'm just assuming his flight was late. I don't even know, but he was supposed to show up, and then he was like 45 minutes late for that show. But it was just me and the host at this time. I only had like 20 minutes. And I was supposed to only do 10. And the guy before going up, it's like the headline is not here. Um, I'm going to need you to fill some time. And I'm just like, okay, yeah. But my, I'm young. I'm excited to fill. This is the most time I'm probably going to get ever. I've ever gotten bef- prior to this. So I'm excited. But my dumb ass didn't ask how much time would I need to fill. <laughs> so I get on stage. I'm done. Every joke I've ever written. <laughs> In the hall, 20 minutes of that. And then I look at the guy, and the guy was like, <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. And I'm just like, Yo, what? <laughs> and I just, I don't even know what I did, but I ended up spending like 45 minutes up there, dude. Like 45. Like I'm talking an additional to that 20 minutes that I fucking did. It was like, there was yeah. a band. I started doing crowd work. Yeah, dogs, a whip. Yeah, telling <laughs> stories. Yeah, I wish I had a whip guy there. That would have been fucking handy. <laughs> so I look at this dumbass. <laughs> What's what's next for you now? What's next? Um, I'm releasing my comedy special in the next month. Um, It's called Unlimited Data. It's going to be on YouTube. If you want to get a chance to view that, I'm going to release the link on my in my uh, Instagram, Um, on TikTok, on by on on on, uh, Instagram. Did I see Instagram already? Instagram, TikTok, all the social media platform. It's going to be on YouTube. The full one is going to be out at the end of March. And I'm going on tour, be senior tour. And um, I basically have a lot of shows and touring uh, all of Canada before the end of the year. Amazing. Sweet. Very inspiring today. Big honor to have mm-hmm. you in here. Thank, thank you, man. Thank you for Appreciate saying you yes. Oh, of course. And of course. Uh, hopefully you don't uh, regret it later when you're driving home. No, 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 no. It was great. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a light drive, honestly. It was all good. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. It's great to have you. Well, Matt, is well, that time? Uh, yeah, what's the time? For the outro. Oh, okay. thought it was lunchtime. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, please remember to subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, drop us a comment on YouTube. Leave us a voicemail. We have a voicemail thing. It's uh, just go to speakpipe.com slash feeding off each other. Hit the button. Leave us a message. We want to hear from you. Roast us. Ask for advice. Uh, make a joke. Make fun of us. Whatever you want. <laughs> Plug your product. Mm-hmm. Apparently, yeah. And as always. Thank you for listening to Feeding Off Each Other. Please subscribe for more great podcasts. <laughs>